0: Hello and welcome to "For the Love of Beer" podcast. I'm Phil Savory, joined as always by my good friend Mark Hardy
1: Johnson. Go down Dug in and glad elect Neat R uh, to you. That Hello just, and happy New Year to you.
0: That just sounded like you were talking backwards. You know what? I haven't said Happy New Year to anyone. The, the uh, well,
1: I've not even seen anyone. So there you go. Not even like my you face.
0: know, you know when people text like text you like Happy New Year, or your mum says Happy New Year, whatever. I've just
1: said good luck. I I just haven't even bothered. I haven't really spoken to anyone, to be honest with you. I've
0: not applied Happy New Year to anyone. I've just said good luck, all the best. Because, let's face it, we're in 2021 now. And uh, is it that much different? Do you feel any different? Does it feel any better? I don't.
1: I feel like there's a bit of hope on the horizon. But (laughs) having said that, Things seem to be getting worse, as we've just sort of said before, come on air. So, who really knows? For summer,
0: I'm crossing my fingers for summer. If we can get summer, and then the rest of the year on that, so if we can get six months back yeah. in, the
1: year,
0: I'll take. Uh, if I was offered that now, I'd take it.
1: Yeah, we've got the Euros to look forward to. Hopefully, Euros and Olympics. So as long as those two things happen, that's a start. It's true. Yeah, it's very true.
0: Those two things, decent weather. Those are, those are probably my three three key things, and then being able to, you know, go out and enjoy a normal quality of life. That will be the fourth. I want the pubs open first and foremost. Pubs open proper, but but pubs open properly where we don't have to do like stupid rules and things. Just having
1: to just go to the pub. Unless you get half price food again. I mean, I'd be quite up for that. Yeah, maybe. Maybe. Anyway, <laughs> so,
0: um, yeah, so we're in 2021 now. Um, I'm not going to wish it for anyone because you know, all the best. Um, but uh, this podcast, for those of you who are new, um, where have you been and you've got a lot of catching up to do? Uh, myself and Mark are on a quest to drink 100 different beers from 100 different countries in accordance with our beer bucket list. Today, um, we're doing a, uh, a brand new beer. Neither of us have drank it before. Um it's been a, a tough nut to crack this one, but we finally got it, Mark. Tell the listener what we've got.
1: Um as you may have heard earlier on, I wished you a Gladi Legut which is Happy New Year in Icelandic. So today we're visiting Iceland and we're drinking Viking Guntur beer. <sighs> yeah. Um quite easy to get hold of another beer from Iceland. Um we seem to see it everywhere, all the websites you look on, um, called Einstock. Have yeah. you heard of it? I've heard yeah. of it. I have had it, but I've heard of it. Yeah, well, it turns out that Viking is the sort of beer that's brewed for local beer for local people. And it's intended to sort of be kept in Iceland. Whereas Einstock is seems to be owned by a different company, but it's brewed at the same brewery as Viking. Right. However, it's been made specifically for the export market. So that's why we can get all the vine stock everywhere, but not Viking. Right. Um, so, yeah, Viking Tour is a 5.6% beer. It's quite a strong one, this. A
0: strong
1: one. Um, yeah, and we have 330ml cans out. It's quite a pretty-looking can, actually. It's sort of goldy yellowy gold, isn't it? With quite loads nice. of little sort...
0: Modern, quite, more modern design than I was expecting. Quite a modern... Yeah. Modern font and with sort of like um, uh, you know, like posh kitchen tiling, you know, like you have on your um, on your your backboard, you know. Yeah,
1: it's like sort of dashed squares and rectangles. <laughs> it's what I'd say was something you would have seen on changing rooms, probably about fifteen twenty years ago, with Carol Smiley. Something, th-
0: yeah, something that they would have stuck under an extractor fan.
1: I had in a kitchen in a flat that I used to live in. I used to have quite reminiscent of this actually if you turn it on its side sort of vertical different width stripes that's the sort of thing that i'm thinking this is mm. um but in hindsight i wish i hadn't have done it because it looked fucking awful <laughs> it really did but it was um modernist for its day you know so yeah premium icelandic beer now it's been a bit expensive this one because i managed to find a website well in fact it no it's about four or five weeks ago actually um, I can't remember, uh, nami.is, N-A-M-M-I dot I-S. Right, now, before you even start, it's £5 per can to order from this website. So, it's expensive even before you begin shipping it. Um, then I sort of put together, you know, we've got other people that we're getting cans for and we'll split postage, blah, blah, blah. So, I ended up ordering nine cans, so it was £45 anyway, just for... Nine cans of lager, which is you know, given off as it is, and then on top of that, it cost me another 40 pounds to get it here. Um, all well and good, anyway. It got stuck in customs. Uh, <clears throat> I don't know exactly where it didn't say, but I presume where uh, probably brought to somewhere in Scotland. I'd imagine it's somewhere that sort of direction in it. Um, and it got stuck there for about a week, and it said on the parcel force website. That it was subject to um, customs charges um, and they'd be sending me a letter. Anyway, I heard no more about it. So I kept checking it every day. I'm looking back and forward, still heard nothing. Then we moved out in the middle of all this. And I'm thinking, how the hell am I going to get this? Because we've fallen out with our buyer. It's all gone tits up and I'm going to lose my £90 beer. Um, so what I did. Oh, in the meantime, then it got sent to our local depot in Stoke, which is 20 miles away from where we live. Um, So then I contacted Parcel Force on the website, and it turns out after all this time, all I needed to do was just go along to the local depot, and I could have paid the charges and got it there and then. So that's what I did. So I went to Stoke, picked it up, paid another, I think it was £22. So we took this bit over the £100 mark for nine cans. Um, so anyway, it worked out something when you added it all together. It's something like eleven fifty pounds, eleven pound fifty something like per can, which is obscene. So That's it better good. be
0: good. Let's hope it does. It. I mean, I, I'm really thirsty because I'm not. I mean, it's 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 nearly half four in the afternoon, and I haven't had anything to drink all day. So it's it's literally this is my
1: first thing. I've Not had. even like a brew or it. Well, you don't drink tea anyway, do you? But no drink off. at all.
0: Literally nothing.
1: Oh, wow. I'm just starting. Well. With- Mig, well, what I'd like to say to you is, Meg Laugo, it'd be your. I want a beer. Let's crack it open. Yes. Nice. With no further ado. So it's got like a sort of goldy-coloured lid, hasn't it? And ring pull, so. Fingers crossed for this one. 330ml can. But it's quite a strong beer, so. For your first one of the day, what do you think?
0: Uh ooh. It's not very gassy, is it? It's quite... Flat's the wrong word, but it's all
1: right. It tastes sort of gold. Tastes, tastes how it looks. It tastes goldy. Yeah.
0: That's, yeah. I, I, that may make no sense to the listener, but yeah, it tastes kind of, I'm not saying it's a compliment. It tastes like gold, but it has, but it, but it, it the taste
1: suits the can. Does that make sense? It does, definitely. You know, like Foster's used to be called the Amber Nectar, this is like gold nectar. It tastes like up from Foster's, isn't it? Mm. Yeah. The only thing I'm a bit disappointed about in the can, it's got no like Viking horns or anything like that on it.
0: Yeah, I would have thought they would have lent more into that
1: traditional kind of Viking. I mean, I'm not, not knocking it, it looks nice. Um, but if you were on The Apprentice and you're calling us something Viking, you'd be expecting horns and Vikings and boats and shit. Whereas you've tucked that into the boardroom, you've got no orders for it. Alan is going to give you a right bollocking, isn't
0: he? Yeah, I think you'd be you'd be there designing the can, you'd say done, and Claude would be sat behind you with his notepad tutting. Like,
1: making yeah, me. you're right. Yeah, and Karen would be just absolutely just shaking her head. She'd, Karen would be fuming. Yeah. Um, right, so the Viking Brewery is based in Akariri, uh, which is just south of the Arctic Circle. Right. So, so there we go. Uh, it started in
0: 19... I assume this would just be in Reykjavik, because I thought that anything, in, anything that happens in Iceland just happens there,
1: doesn't it? Well, you would be right with that, because Reykjavik is home to over two-thirds of the Icelandic population. Um, basically there's no sort of way of getting around because I one of the ways I was looking at getting this was to get a ferry from I think it's somewhere in Denmark or Norway, one or the other um, that goes via the Faroe Islands up to Iceland so then I could pick up Okara on my way there um, only it turns out that this ferry drops you off like on the far eastern side of Iceland yeah Um, and Reykjavik's on the the far west so there's no way of getting from one side to the other there is a motorway or it might be a a road I I don't know what it is but anyway there's like one road that sort of goes like around the top of the island Um, but how the hell are you going to do it without getting a bus that's going to take you like a million hours you don't want to be mixing with people do you Um, or if you hire a car it's going to cost you a fortune because you're leaving it the other side of the island aren't you so uh, so yeah if it does
0: not happen in Reykjavik.
1: Oh, it's not happening, is it? Basically. Well, basically, yeah. Um, I've I've always wanted to go Iceland, actually. You know, see Northern Lights and all that sort of stuff. And my uh, my sister-in-law
0: went a few years ago, and she loved it. She
1: said it was great. Hmm. Any any particular stories that come out of that, or is it just, uh, just
0: all right?
1: Went to the penis museum. Really?
0: Um,
1: and said I've that not was- got any notes on that.
0: Yeah, there's a penis museum in, uh, I think it's in Reykjavik, um, which is just like um, lots of like phallic um, statues and
1: sculptures and things. And
0: yeah, it's just, a, it's just a museum full of dicks.
1: A bit like being in Amsterdam, but without the sort of penetration, basically. Yeah, yeah. I'm sure, it's a, I'm sure it was a penis museum. <laughs> is it a penis museum or a vagina museum? I think it's a penis oh, museum. There's a vagina museum in Camden in London. Is there? Perhaps there is, yeah. Perhaps we should visit there when we go and visit the Camden Brewery. It's it's somewhere near Camden Market, I think. Um, I'll come back to you on that one. It is actually called the Vagina Museum. Yeah, um, so, yeah.
0: Icelandic Phalological Museum. Um, Brilliant. Iceland. Uh, it's still open, closed at 7 pm tonight. Um, got a website and a phone number and everything. Wow. Built in 1997. Yeah. Collection size over three hundred peanuts, um, ranging from uh, sixty-seven inches wow. to zero point zero eight inches, being the smallest. Um, and they get over seven seventy thousand visitors every year. I'd probably
1: visit if I ever go to Reykjavik.
0: Now yeah, I know about those it. Yeah, sort of things you'd go to, you know, one, once a year. Like you know, I used to always go to Duxford Air Museum once a year. My dad. But, See um, what's
1: changed. Yeah. It, yeah see what's changed you know see what's been added to the collection yeah yeah Uh, right so um, here we go right merged the brewery so started in 1939 merged with Coca-Cola European Partners Um, so basically it's um, brewed and bottled by Coke in Reykjavik Um, but it's I think it's still an independent brewery it's it's quite hard to sort of get information about it because it's one of them that you can only really get there, so it's not easy to gain a lot of information about. But Viking is the most popular domestic beer in Iceland, and there's three varieties. There's this Gilthor, which is 5.6%, a standard lager, 4.5%, and a light, which is 44 But they also do seasonal ones, not just Christmas, but apparently spring, summer, and autumn beers as well. Um, so, happy days. If you're up in Iceland... Let us know what they like. Ooh. Um Blue Lagoon, most famous part of whatever visit, obviously apart from the the Cock Museum, yep. um, I would want it to go to Blue Lagoon. You know, that would have previously until five minutes ago been top of my list. How much do you reckon it'd cost you to get into the Blue Lagoon? And I'm presuming your sister in law has been there. She has. She's been to I yes. She has. Uh, Did she enjoy it?
0: Yes, she did. Yes, yeah. uh, I'm trying to think how much would how much it cost, or did she say? Uh, I can't remember now. I don't know ten euro. They, they're not, do they do euros there? They do something else, don't they?
1: It's euros. Yeah,
0: euros. Ten euros.
1: Yeah. Does it um, right? No, he didn't. Um, the minimum. There's different levels of entry. So, blue again, it's a bucket list thing, isn't it? You know, you're going to be paying over the odds for it. But at the end of the day, it's a glorified swimming pool. Really, isn't it? An outdoor swimming pool. It is an outdoor swimming pool. So it's going to cost you a minimum of €77 to get in there. No. Yes, I shit you not. Um, Included in that, though, you get a mud mask, because you need one of them, um, towel hire, and one drink from their menu. Now, I've tried to look for the menu to see if they sell Viking, and unfortunately, there's no menu online. But how good would that be if we could have recorded it in a hot spring. From the, oh, how good would that be? Yeah. Um, but what do you know about the Blue Lagoon? Anything? Nothing.
0: Uh, it's it's a hot spring, isn't it? So it's like a, it's like it's obviously cold everywhere, but the water's warm because of geysers or because there's obviously a volcanic. It's a volcanic country, isn't it? There's volcanoes and
1: geysers. Yeah. Or... All that all that shit. Yeah, geothermal spa. It is, which I presume is another word for it. It's kept at around thirty-nine degrees centigrade. Did you know it's man-made? Really? It's man-made. Oh yes. In nineteen seventy-one. They got a wave machine. Um. Well, it's sort of better than that. Oh. It's filled by waste water from the Svartsengi geothermal power plant. So that's why it's warm because it's piss. Yeah. Basically. (laughs) It's it's powered and filled and everything by a power plant. So
0: So what's so so special about it?
1: Or filtered? Well I presume it must be, yeah, obviously. Right. But I don't get it. So I thought it was like this natural phenomenon that's I thought it's But it's not, it's man made only fifty years ago this year, in fact.
0: Could have put a wave machine in there if it's man made.
1: Well, maybe they have. It's no, it's no Waterworld in Stoke, is it? Well, that, I was going to mention Waterworld. So how much does that cost? Probably £7 for it. What, a tenth of the cost? You may as well just go down the road and crack on with Waterworld, aren't you? There's loads of fun to be had in Waterworld. Not that I've been for years.
0: And you could bring your own mud mask.
1: You could. You could bring your own towel so you're, yep. you're not inheriting coronavirus off people. And if you want to drink, well, you just drink the uh, water. Happy days.
0: Yeah.
1: <laughs> um, most popular food in Iceland: hot dogs. Okay. Yeah. Um, is nearly. Well, neither was I. but There you go. Nearly Why? all of.
0: The, the country that has
1: that has a that has its own penis media. Hot dog kind of makes sense, doesn't it? It's um, there's some odd things coming out of Iceland. I was expecting it to be quite a respectful sort of really stock up kind of country, but. Actually, it's really not. It's quite a, a trailblazer in many ways, which I will come to. Uh, nearly all of their energy in Iceland is renewable, mainly hydro, because of the way that, like you were saying, about the geysers yeah. and stuff like that. Um Yeah, they use mainly hydro renewable energy. How cool is that? That is very cool. Um, yeah. Now, Icelandic family surnames. Okay. What do you know about them? Anything? Um... The,
0: well, firstly, does it, follow, does it follow things like um, like son? So, uh, like Gilfie Sigurd song. Uh, yes. So there's like a, a male and a female.
1: Um. Yeah, there is. Yeah, basically. So you know, like I just thought it was sort of an inherited thing that you know, like Croatia or were all vitches and stuff like that and whatever. But in Iceland, it's not. So your family surname in Iceland is literally unique. So what you do, you take your father's forename and attach it for a boy. You attach it to son at the end or for a girl, you attach it to Sdottir. Um, So your daughter should, yeah. if you were Icelandic, be called filson. Uh, oh. No, sorry, your son would be called Philson and your daughter, as she is, would be called Filsdottia.
0: Right.
1: Happy days. So, basically, your name just comes from your father. But what like, if your father's
0: absent? You would never have a cousin, then, with the same surname?
1: Um, well, unless your father's been shagging around, no. <laughs> <laughs> um, but what if the father was absent, or the mother didn't know who the father was? How does it work then? Do they yeah. put, sort of, two or three names together?
0: Well, you just, you just, have, a, you just have a single name, like, you know, like Prince.
1: You just, you just, you just one name. Yeah. Or and, uh, maybe they have like, <laughs> maybe they have like a a sort of a government name where if you you sort of can't name one, you just sort of pick one out of this hat and you know you get given one and it'll be a shit one because it's your mother's own fault for shagging about. So you just get some sort of shit name and everyone at school name, picks a on lost, a name lost property. Yeah, basically. Mm. But yeah, how cool is that? So yeah. So your son and daughter's there to be called Philson and Phil hmm. But I don't know, how do they differentiate between them? So if you have, say, three sons, if Phil Son 1, 2 and 3, I don't know. I didn't quite delve far enough into it because I've only just perfect, thought of
0: that. You? Say again? You'd give them different first names.
1: Oh you? shit, yeah, of course you would. Yeah, so that's your surname. So, yes, of course you would. Um... You don't just keep ah, out out of... To the son. <laughs> yeah, yeah. The song, yeah, Phil... Phil, Philson. <laughs> this,
0: is, this, is, this is a song.
1: Yeah. Um, right, McDonald's. Yeah. Everyone's guilty pleasure. We all like a McDonald's every now and again, don't Where we? Should, we should go to a McDonald's. Uh, well, you couldn't do that in Iceland because there isn't any. Oh. Um, they once had four. Yeah. I presume they were all in Reykjavik because there's nothing anywhere else. And the last one that was left closed in 2009. Um, basically, all the locals didn't really go to it. They stuck to the local firm, um, and that was it. They sort of drove them out, really.
0: McDonald's don't stop there, do
1: they? Uh, no, they don't. So, yeah, but, well, you've had it. Yeah,
0: um,
1: there is a local um, burger firm in Iceland, but I can't seem to see where I've written it down. Um, but they basically the locals stuck to stuck to that. Um, until the noughties, um, tourism basically didn't really exist in Iceland. So there wasn't any foreigners to go there that were going to use it and sort of keep it going. So it was pretty much left down to locals and yeah, they drove them out. So happy days, no McDonald's. However, you can get a KFC.
0: Interesting.
1: It seems to like the fried chicken. Um, Beer. Now, this is something I don't really understand, but apparently, I've read it in several places, beer in Iceland was banned until 1989. I saw this, yeah. So why were they brewing it in 1939 then if it was banned? I don't get it.
0: Because it's weird, because from what I saw, it said that they went through a prohibition of beer which began in 1915 and ended in 1989 after a referendum vote. Really? At least that's one referendum that turned out well. Um <laughs> and every March the first, the country celebrates uh Bjrga or beer day commemorating the end of the ban. But who are they brewing
1: it for? Well, it must have been a, a great illegal trade in Reykjavik at the time.
0: Well maybe it's a bit like a you know, Murray beer in Pakistan, the one that we the, the, the impossible beer. Yeah. Um that one, it, it maybe it's a bit like that where legally they make it. And maybe in a certain, but it has to be very, very certain circumstances where you can drink it or environment where you can drink it. So there's still a reason for it to exist. It's just not readily available. Maybe it's
1: I feel not. like I need to do some more research into that. But in the same sort of context, until the early 80s, um, there was no television on Thursdays um, or during July because the government wanted you to do something better than watch television on a Thursday. Yeah, on a Thursday. Why Thursday? I don't know.
0: Thursday's a shit anyway. It's Europa League on a Thursday, isn't it? No one gives a shit about that.
1: Yeah, very true. Um, and they're not the best footballer nation, obviously, apart from their first major tournament in 2016. Yeah. When they were in championships. They knocked out shitty England. Um, yeah, they did. Beat England in the last 16. Yeah.
0: Under um, the Hodge. Roy Hodgson.
1: Indeed. Um very, very disappointed by that result, I must say. I was
0: very, very disappointed.
1: <laughs> Ida Good-Johnson is their assistant manager. Um, how old do you reckon he is? Ida Good-Johnson? Yes. So, he was
0: playing what? He was coming out for Bolton back in the 90s. Now it's Chelsea, so he's, he's got to be, I'm going to say, 51.
1: He's 42. Really? He is 42, mate, yeah. Still turn out and play. Yeah, I mean, he seemed to be around for years, wasn't he? Yeah, he was around There's when there. we were at school. And...
0: There's a fella in Japan who's like
1: 57, and he's still playing in the in the Japanese league. Oh, yeah. League.
0: He's still going, isn't
1: he? Yeah, he's still knocking around, isn't he? Yeah, but then that got me thinking, would Ida Good-Johnson be the only player to have played for both Bolton and Barcelona? Surely. There can't be many that have gone between the two.
0: Uh. No, but the Real Madrid connections, because you've got Nicolas Anelka played for Real Madrid and Bolton. Ivan Campo, remember him? the Sort of back with the fluffy air. Yes. David, David Luiz before his time. Um, <laughs> he played for Real Madrid
1: and Bolton. Um, and then you look how far Bolton have fallen now. It's a shame. Well... The,
0: the, well, as soon as Sam Allardyce left, that was it. The, the gravy train literally left the station.
1: <laughs> um, Iceland are the smallest nation by population to qualify for a World Cup, which they did in 2018. They drew to Argentina in the first game, but then got knocked straight out uh, by losing the rest. It's not their main um, sport, though, you know. Is it not? Go on. Their, main, their national sport in
0: Iceland is handball. Handball? Wow. Handball. It's like um, I've only—it's one of those sports that you only ever see it on like Eurosport. You know when like there's nothing like grounds sort or of winter time where there's well there's nothing on or summer whatever. Yeah. Eurosport have like weird sports on handball occasionally crops up on there and it's like um, it's like an indoor sport um and there's like little, supposed to be little nets. It's supposed to be
1: quite brutal as well, isn't it?
0: Yeah, there's like little nets, um. I mean, I don't really understand the rules or know much about the rules, but, I mean, I've never, I've never properly watched it through. But maybe, maybe well, it would be quite gripping, you know, but you don't know.
1: Well, one of my wife's colleagues actually plays that. I don't know if he still does, but he was doing it a couple of years ago. There's a local handball team around here that go out and, you know, play handball games. It um, was well into it, but he's massive, so I think you need to be quite tall for it.
0: It is an Olympic sport,
1: because Iceland... Yeah.
0: Iceland won a silver medal in Beijing in two thousand and eight. Wow. Um so the game is played between two teams consisting of seven players in a rectangular field, and the objective of the game is to score by driving the ball into the opposing net, but obviously with your hands so you're throwing the ball. Um after sixty minutes, the team with the most goals wins. Um so um, yeah, like it's like a like a a bit like a sort of five-a-side
1: football type format, but using your hands. Can you just sort of carry the ball to one end, from one end to the other, or do you have to? I
0: think I have think it, like time it's
1: limit or something. I think we have to.
0: You can only take like basketball and netball, where you can only take. I think netball, you basically have to stop and pivot and then pass. Basketball, yeah. like three steps, and you travel. You have to then pass, or I, I'm again, I'm no, I'm no authority on handball. Yeah,
1: moving on, moving on. Can we go back to McDonald's just for a minute? Yeah, because you never answered my question. Did I not? Go on. What's your go-to when you're at McDonald's? Oh, what's my go-to? Sorry. Um, I thought you said we should go to McDonald's. I did think that was weird at the time. Uh, My go-to. Something they've only recently brought in here, a double bacon cheeseburger. It's been quite common on the continent for, well, for quite a long time now, but it's only the last couple of years that it's been readily available here. So, yeah. There was a a bit of a, a hack where you could, if you go on, you know, like the screens that they have, yeah. you could go into it and then you could add the bacon. So you could actually make your own up until they officially brought it in a couple of years ago. Um, but yeah, it's it's official. So that's that's my go-to. What about yourself? Um, when it's on, big tasty with bacon.
0: Oh, I don't like the big taste. It's too big. It goes everywhere. I love the big taste. See, I, 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 I'm, I'm, I think Big Macs are overrated. I think a Big Mac is overrated because the. The, the bit of bread in the middle, I don't really, I don't think serves much of a purpose, and I don't like the sort the Big Mac sauce. They do sort of put it in the Big Tasty, but I feel like you notice the pickles more. I don't like pickles. God. No, I don't. They're evil. Yeah, exactly. Whereas the Big Tasty, <laughs> it feels like they're taken out of the equation, so you're getting, um, you're losing the height of a Big Mac, but you're getting girth, um, and within that, obviously, you're getting. You, I just think it's it's the only burger they do that's actually decent. I don't. I think their the burgers they are overrated. The chicken's all right. I'll eat. I'll eat nuggets. I'll eat chicken selects. I'll eat a chicken legend. The only real burger I'll touch is probably a big tasty when they've got it on.
1: Burgers, in my opinion, are better from Burger King. Fries aren't, yeah. but Burger King are better for burgers. Yeah, fries are shit, but the burgers are great. Um,
0: burger King. Or if you go somewhere like when you go to like a big like some other like the Trafford Centre in Manchester where you've got like a food court, do a mix and match so you get like your burger from one, your fries from another. So say you get a burger from Five Guys or Burger King, and then get McDonald's fries because the McDonald's fries are are the best, aren't they?
1: I've uh, never even thought of doing that. I've not been there for quite a while, but yeah, yeah. now you've mentioned it, I will. You mix it up. Well, Trafford Centre hacks right there. You Split off so. Send the
0: wife, the wife's getting a McDonald's. It's like, right, get me some fries from McDonald's. And I'll then go to Five Guys and then get the burger and then combine the two. Five Guys fries are great, but it's expensive. So if I'm getting a Five Guys burger and fries and a drink, that's, I'm spending at least 15 quid, if not more. Whereas, yeah, true, a burger, I'll spend eight or nine pounds on the burger, which is still a lot. But it's worth. And then my fries and drink come from McDonald's, and I combine the two. Perfect. because McDonald's That's the guys, ultimate. Yeah. I give McDonald's fries the edge over the Five Guys fries. I like them, but I just prefer
1: McDonald's ones a little bit more. I'll tell you what I wish they'd do back in McDonald's. Remember when they used to have supersize?
0: Yeah. Well, I'd
1: rather have a supersize fries. It used to be fantastic. I mean, yeah. obviously it doesn't do the girth any good, but...
0: I, just started. I wish
1: you... they'd bring it back.
0: They just don't get super-sized drinks anymore. They just started to bring in, because they had it in America when I went um, to Florida, and they were amazing, Coke, freestyle Coca-Cola machines where you could add in flavors and stuff like vanilla and cherry and all that sort of stuff. But now those machines are ruined because now you can't get any of the added flavors to regular Coke. Really? No, you can't. You can get regular Coke as it is, but now they've taken all the fle- all the all the like the different combinations you could get on regular Coke are all gone because they wanted to drink Coke Zero or Diet. Oh that's shit! isn't it, I know.
1: Just they were coming in, just just as we were starting to get them, they've just fucked them up for everyone. So well, mean... I didn't know about that. I know Burger King, have them, don't we? Because I've seen them quite often in there. Yeah, it's it's uh, waste. Anyway, moving I didn't on. Didn't know that.
0: What but you? Yeah. Thought- By the way, how far in I am? About I'm I'm over halfway on mine. I'm
1: well over halfway. Yeah, it's all right, isn't it? What do you think? Still tastes quite golden, really.
0: Yeah, I I would say it's not, it's not, um, it's not my ideal kind of beer. If I'm being honest, um, however, however, it's quite an interesting flavour. Um, I like. I I think for the hype for the percentage that it is, it's a good taste. Um, I think it's decent. I don't love it but it's decent. I think I've already got in my head how I'm going to rate it, but obviously we'll wait till the end of the show for that. But I have, I have kind of an idea in my head of how I'm going to rate it already. I th- I've made my mind up, I think.
1: Quite an early rating there.
0: Yeah, I, I kind of feel like the first few sips are kind of settled on it and it's not really changed as I've gone down. So we
1: can continue talking about all this shit, basically, and then sort of come back to the beer at the end, like yeah, we always do. A
0: few minutes more shit, I think we'll we'll finish we'll finish off and then we'll, and then we'll yeah...
1: Talking Iceland, and then I think we'll just get to it. Well, I'd like to take you back to McDonald's again, if that's okay. okay. It's the the McDonald's episode, this. (laughs) (laughs) Um, There is a live stream of one of the last McDonald's burgers that was bought in the final um, Reykjavik restaurant there in 2009. Um, Ten years on, so that obviously this piece that I must have read was written two years ago. Um, You can live stream it. Um, it's based in a hostel it basically it's in this I've seen a picture of it it's in this plastic sort of cage um, and there's just a, a camera sort of on it 24-7 um, at its height it was getting 400,000 hits per day of people logging into live stream this um, this burger basically this bloke bought it um, he kept it for three years in his garage um, which you know like people do because so, they can prove that you know it doesn't change, it doesn't do you any good, blah blah blah. Whatever, who cares? It's whatever. Um, so it kept old. old? Is the, has the bread not just turned to fluff? No, not at all. Is, he, is it it's, airtight then? It is now, but it wasn't before. For three, so for three years, that burger he kept sat
0: there
1: and didn't alter, yeah, in his garage. Um, I've seen pictures of it, it's, not, it looks pretty much perfect now there's no mold on it nothing but apparently there's something to do with it It has so few molecules in it that it it just doesn't have the ability to mold or disintegrate because there's just basically fuck all in it that'll let it do that um so he kept it for three years and there was no change in it i presume he got bored of like just sitting there chilling in his garage so he donated it to a national museum who then decided that they didn't sort of have the right sort of setting for it. So they donated it to a hostel um, and they got bored of it. So it's now at its second hostel and it's in a glass case. So if any listeners would like to go onto it. Now I've tried to get onto the live feed and I can't do it. So I presume it's been taken down. But if you go on to Twitter, hashtag last burger selfie and hashtag snotra house, snotra house, you'll be able to see um, the pictures of the burger, which I'm presuming you're on your way to do now. So it uh, looks pretty uh, much perfect.
0: I am just going to... Uh, what was it again? Last... what? Sorry, last... last... Last burger selfie. Last burger selfie. There's not that many on there, to be honest with you.
1: But there are pictures of it.
0: Happy birthday to the, to the last... <laughs> <laughs> I mean, the, the, it's weird that the packaging... Just looking at this picture of it, it's like a fish tank with no water in it. <laughs> <laughs> the fries, um, the actual packaging of the fries, is breaking down quicker than the fries themselves.
1: <laughs> that and looks the, older uh, than the fries, doesn't it? The burger looks
0: well. It looks, mate. I'm amazed that bread has not altered. That is incredible.
1: There's no mold on it at all, is there?
0: That is. That's remarkable. I mean, it's it's an incredibly boring thing to look at, but at the same time, obviously fascinating.
1: Um, wow. Yeah, there's your episode title. Hashtag last burger selfie. Happy Next days. Burger. Job done. Um, famous Icelandic people. Anyone? There's one that I know of, obviously apart from Ardal Johnson. Bjork. Yes, Bjork. Um, it's so quiet. I was thinking of starting the episode with that, actually.
0: I like Bjork. Well, I said yeah. I like Bjork. I like Bjork. Everything Bjork did up to a certain point, And then... She's a bit weird. That's her thing.
1: But Yeah, she is.
0: I was on board. I was fine. Up until about 2004 or ish And then it was too weird. And then I was off. But everything up to that point,
1: that first sort of 10 years of stuff that she did, I actually really like. I only know the one song, so I can't really keep up with you on that. To be honest with you, a first album,
0: I'd give a give a first album a listen. It's aged really well. If you've got Spotify or anything like that, give it a, give it a spin. It's it's good. And there'll be songs oh like oh, yeah, I not I forgot about this song. I forgot about this song, and and yeah, it's good, really good.
1: Icelandic politics. Uh, they had the first elected female president in the world in 1980. Um, Vigdis young. Finn... Say again, sorry. she quite young? Um, I don't know how old she was, but she was a divorcee and a single mother, so she's got it all against her. Fair wow. play. Vigdis Finn Bogartier. Uh Yeah, 1980. So obviously that's sort of going against the grain. Um, first openly gay world leader from 2009 to 2013, another woman, Johanna Sigurd-Adottir. And they were both considered trailblazers and they are still popular um, within the country. And also, on a final note for you, Iceland, and you might want to do some research on this, Iceland has won Miss World four times. Really? Yeah, so there you go. And also, for the women out there that are listening to us, they've also won the strongest man eight times. So there we go. I'd, I'd like to be equal, you see.
0: For a small country, that's a really good hit rate. Because
1: I bet, I bet Iceland have won it more times than we have. Which one are we on about now? Both. Strongest man. I mean, just is Capes. the Viking thing again, isn't it? Sort of segueing. He was one of ours, wasn't he? Jeff Capes.
0: Yeah. I can't think of another Brit that's done it. Oh, is that, is that guy from Stoke? What's his name? Eddie something. Eddie Hall? No idea. He's, oh, he lives in Stoke and he's, and he's fucking
1: massive. Um, See, this is like the Viking sort of thing, and it's sort of segueing partly back to the beer now. Like, you imagine Icelandic people to be big and strong and they're self-sufficient and they look after themselves and they don't eat McDonald's for a start. And, you know, they, they just... <laughs> Eddie Hall,
0: 2017, World's Strongest Man. Is that thing still going? Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's just wow. not realise that this time of year, but after when we're talking about this, because normally this is the time of year where it gets shown on like um it gets buried somewhere on like channel five, doesn't it? On like a yeah. and it's one of those things you just sort of it's just sort of on the telly. Um back in the day when we didn't have like smartphones and whatever else. It was one of those things that was just on that you just watched. Never really yeah.
1: it was just something that was on and you
0: just end up watching it.
1: Along with the Red Bull soapbox race, which is constantly on the telly.
0: Yeah, that's that's more modern slightly more modern equivalent now, which is on sort of your your um like I T V four and your other channels. I mean for other people who listen around the world you'll you'll I don't know where you'll watch it or if you watch it at all, but World's Strongest Man used to be a big cult, you know, a big big sort of Christmas festive type thing that for some reason was always was always on. Even though I think the competition took place months before, so we could have known who'd won it ages before. But they only showed it at Christmas.
1: Bizarre. No one really cared, anyway, did they? To be fair, yeah. but I know Miss, Miss World is still going because this morning on Twitter I read that a former, in fact, hang on, I'm talking shit, is a winner of Miss Miss England um, is now a doctor, and there was a, another doctor whinging that I think it was the Times hadn't quoted the fact that she was a doctor but had mentioned her Miss World title um, and she's taken part in creating one of the new coronavirus vaccines.
0: I've heard about that, yeah, I've heard about that.
1: I think people are kicking
0: off because they weren't putting the doctor, with, they were kind of leaving out the doctorate, but I'm not defending papers at all because they're, they're, almost all of them are awful, but to get the headline, when you see Miss England, like, click, Um, because you're like, well, what does she look like? I'm I'm sorry. You know, I'm a horrible man, but I'm sorry. But that's just a reflex. You're not really going to click just the fact that it's a doctor, are you? No, but if it's a doctor slash Miss England, now you have my attention. Uh, By the way, just while you were talking about that. um, So, uh, Iceland have won Miss World how many times? Four. Mm
1: Mm-hmm. How many times yeah. you think have won it? We've won it. Yeah. Um Half a dozen, six. I'd say more than that. I, uh, nah, I don't know. Let's say two. Surely we've not got more than I, so now I'll go with two. Five. We just edged them out. Really? Five. However, we've not won it since
0: 1983. Wow. That's Who won great. that one? Um... Uh, Sarah Jane Hutt from Poole in England won in 1983. Um, uh, 74, Helen Morgan from Barry in Wales won it. Then, uh, but, but really, our golden era, so probably the, our golden era for, for Miss World contestants was the 60s because we won it in 61, 64 and 65. Interestingly as well, 1964's winner, also from Poole in England. That's a hotbed of talent down that in is, Pool, isn't it? A hotbed of talent, Pool, England is is if Literally.
1: you're,
0: if you're a single, yeah, if you're um, looking to find beautiful women, Pool in England. Wow. There we go. Um, something else on Iceland that I that I noticed um when we were looking at it really really took me aback. So um, it, they say one in 10 Icelanders will publish a book. So the tradition in reading, they have a huge, a, a huge tradition of reading in Iceland going back centuries and centuries. Um, and they say that one out of 10 Icelanders will publish a book in their lifetime. Why? I don't know. Well they say everyone has a everyone has a book in them don't they everyone everyone has a book in them it just depends on what that book would be about. Mm, right. So the question I ask you Mark Hardy Johnson is you have to write one book
1: in your life. What would it be? Well, I had a thought about this a couple of years ago actually because there are, I do quite a it's not an interesting job it's far from an interesting job it's quite the opposite in fact but trains by their nature have quite following don't they? you know you get like the geeks and you get the it's just people that sort of want to be that you know do that job and want to be in that position and that now when I was doing the training um I'd recently read just before it quite a niche name Ewan Roberts you'll know who Ewan Roberts is he did an autobiography of the year that we got promoted in 03-04 season and it was basically a diary of the season so I thought I could be on to a little bit of a winner here obviously when I was going to be a trainee my job driver, train driver I was taking a massive pay cut I was going to be short on money so I, I thought, I've got an idea this could be a nice little earner um, I sort of crossed over between the two I thought I could do a year in life of a trainee driver. Now it's quite a difficult job to get into because it there's all sorts of tests and all that sort of shit. And it's it's good to have a bit of a, a sort of up and knowledge of what you're going to do. Um, so I was I debated doing that, but then quite quickly, and I mean before I even wrote the first day, realised that I couldn't be asked, so I didn't bother. Um, so quite a niche, but that's what I do. Quite a boring one. Um, but what about yourself? A thriller, maybe. I can imagine you writing a thriller.
0: See, I, I used to write, I used to write quite a bit when I was younger. Um I used to write quite a bit. And I was I was alright. You know, I used you to know, it was a hobby and I was good, I was good at it in school, so I just sort of did it as a hobby and wrote little bits and pieces. And um so I think um but I think my thing was always lack of motivation and I would always lose interest in stories very quickly. So I don't think I could ever write. I could never have been like a, um uh you know like a Stephen King or Tom Clancy or whatever, or people that just can pump. I think Tom Clancy's dead, but people that just can pump out books like every year, like these big, thick, like mystery novels or murder novels or horror novels. Where I just, I just couldn't do that. I think so. It'd probably be like a collection of short stories, or um, it'd be fiction. Um, I think, but it'd be like a collection of short stories. Maybe things that I'd written when I was younger, and I'd maybe go and look at them again, and maybe make them decent and put them all together. I think there was a no, story I have... about a, about a, a, a super villain that retired um and he was just living in a in a in like a three bed detached house um and then the, and then i saw kind of something that that looked like it was kind of the same idea and i was like well that's been done now someone someone made it into a, someone made it into a, into a film um or it was used on something anyway it was like maybe they stole your idea well i mean it it's not that original, um, and there was See, another I've not got. There was another one about about um, two um, like mascots, you know, like the people like mas- mascot costumes, you yeah, know, one's a dog and one's a, and it was it was something about that that I wrote. Oh, I can't remember what it was called, um, but it was like a, I guess, it was in like, I guess, like a, a shit romantic comedy about people in mascots. I mean, you know, again. Probably more like probably would have been better as a film than a than a, than a story, but it's just shit like that, basically. Yeah,
1: I see. I don't have any sort of imagination, so that sort of stuff would be lost on me. I just wouldn't be able to do it, so I'd have to do something fiction, uh, fact, fiction. Um, so yeah, that'd be me. Although, as I said, I can't be asked, so I won't. There we go. Barbecue. Um, make- seems more of a winter beer this one. Whereas your barbecue is your summer beers that you generally sort of after so it's, yeah. it's not a bad one
0: yeah i and I, I think i think you I'm, maybe i'm on the same lines i don't think it's i don't think it's a winter beer because of where it's from i think it is more on how it tastes it's not a thirst quenching it's not like a barbecue beer where it's like a thirst quenching type it actually dries the palate out a bit when you drink it it's it's kind of a Heavier, stronger, fuller taste, quite flat. Um, for me, it's not like a thirst-quenching
1: beer. It, it's it's all right. You know, it's fine. If you were around a pool in Ibiza, you wouldn't... No. I mean, obviously, you know, taking the countries out of it, you know, if everything was imported to Ibiza and yeah. they just this hotel had shitloads of beers, you wouldn't yeah. really have that because it just doesn't fit the scenario, does it? No. It's not a summer beer. Like if
0: you're um, in the Blue Lagoon... Because that, if that's, what, 39 Celsius yeah, in that hot water in the Blue Lagoon in Iceland, I probably don't want to drink this. I probably want a different beer. I don't want that. I probably want something maybe lower percentage that's probably probably the standard lager. I probably drink boxed, or, or No,
1: I'm not at Einstock, but, you know. Yeah, just maybe. give something different a go. Yeah, I mean, I'd quite like to have one of them in the Blue Lagoon
0: um,
1: and see how it goes, you know. Or maybe drink a Blue Lagoon in the Blue yeah. Lagoon.
0: I think there's an element of class to it that maybe the ambassador might be interested in. However, I think it would really depend on, you know, we, 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 we sort of treat the ambassador as someone who sort of lives in like Monte Carlo, doesn't he? It's like a tax haven type thing. And Iceland, very kind of more of a straight laced, you know, Scandinavian countries are more kind of a bit liberal straight laced and kind of a bit more decent. Whereas the ambassador's world is a bit more murky, a bit more kind of
1: shifty. I think he'd be kind of interested in the background behind their politics, women, you know, these trailblazers. I think they could probably talk him round with this beer. I think the, there's a debate to be had with the ambassador about this one. Yeah. I'm not sure he'd be altogether happy about it. It's weird. It's
0: not a bad beer yet. It doesn't, it, I feel like it doesn't, meet, it doesn't meet the criteria for the kind of things that we both enjoy and the things that we measure against. No, it's not an £11.50 beer, is it? Yeah, it's a bit of an outsider, this one. Yeah. Should we rate it? I think we should rate it, unless you've got anything else to say on Iceland. I mean, as far as I'm concerned, I'm ready I'm ready to go.
1: <laughs> me and Iceland, yeah. Me and Iceland are done. Let's rate it. Let's go. Okay, we're going fingers. fingers? Yeah, let's do it.
0: Okay, ready? Three, two, one. You've gone six. I've gone six and a half. We'll just call it six. Yeah, I mean, fine with that. Unless we do the rock, paper, scissors, but I, I can't be asked. I'll just give it the time. We
1: don't give quarters, so yeah, let's go six.
0: Let's go six. Um, I think that's fair. I think you know, there's nothing. I couldn't tell you there's anything really wrong with the beer. It's just it's not my personal taste, for one. Um, uh, but I I did not enjoy it. I just didn't, I just don't love it. It's a hard beer for me to love. Um, but it's interesting. It's got an interesting flavour to it. I like that it has a p- bit of personality to it. That it's, you know, that it that it's. I think the high percentage is the big thing. If it were if it were a lower percentage beer, I'd be I think I'd be quite disappointed in it. Um, I think it carries a de- a decent enough flavour for its percentage that kind of makes it worthwhile. But again, I'd have to be I'd have to really be in the mood. It's just it, you know, I'm drinking it in freezing temperatures at the moment because it's Baltic here. We've just had loads of snow over the last few days and it's been you know proper wintry. So it feels quite a nice time to have drank
1: it, but. I'm glad we've not had it in July. Yeah, that would have been, yeah, that would have felt a bit of a doubt. But having said that, I would like to try it on its home ground in Reykjavik, preferably a draft. I'd be quite happy to give it a go. Yeah. Hopefully we'll do it at some point. And while I'm there, I should go and look at that burger.
0: Yes, definitely pay that burger visit and the Penis Museum, obviously. Oh, Um, most definitely, yeah. So uh, that's been another episode. Um, Mark, do you want to give people the socials?
1: at ftlob pod please facebook twitter instagram don't forget if you're downloading on um apple podcast give us um review and you know five, five um, star and all that do not bother five stars whatever yeah. that's how it yeah. works yeah.
0: definitely um, also just a, bit, a quick bit of admin um, mark i need to sort <laughs> i've changed my phone and I've forgotten all the passwords to all the social media accounts so i've been doing no social <laughs> for month so i do need to Probably. sort that off there we'll handle that um so, uh, yeah, so thanks again for listening um and we'll be back pretty soon with at least one more beer, and then after that well, we'll see where we go where we are um stay safe, everyone it's very um grim out there um especially happy new year well, yeah, all the best um uh it's a tough time for a lot of people in the u k at the moment and wherever you are in the world. hope you're well. Um, wish you all the best for this new year. Hope you had a lovely Christmas as well, because that's just been and gone. And uh, we're back uh, soon in in a couple of weeks with something, I think, a bit more exotic.
1: All I do is drink beer for breakfast.